back to Parked Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast, so who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday. I hope you all had a fabulous weekend and I want to give a special shout out to those of us who live in colder climates and who are suffering through the brunt of winter right now because personally, not having fun. Nope. No, thank you. Speaking for myself, winter is in fact getting the best of me. I hate it. I hate this. If you are lucky enough to live in an area that is kind of warm in perpetuity, please be keeping us in your thoughts and prayers. It is not, it's not fun out here. We're not having a good time. It's like too cold to enjoy anything, unfortunately. So that's kind of where I'm at. Also, I know a lot of places right now in the U.S. that are more commonly warm are also suffering from very, very low temperatures. So we should just be keeping, let's just keep everyone in our thoughts and prayers always because it's just like not okay. No one's having fun. This is not enjoyable. Um, See you guys in spring. Okay, bye. I'm kidding. Relax. But I'm really excited for this week's episode. This week, it is the restaurant girlies time to shine. When I had done a story time episode a few weeks ago about retail horror stories, I had so many people write in that have worked in restaurants and I was like, I need to do a separate episode for the restaurant industry stories because I know so many of us have worked in restaurants before and it's, you know, similar to retail. It is not for the faint of heart. Uh, similar to retail, these are God's bravest soldiers working in these environments and they have to deal with the craziest people that society has to offer. So thank you so much to those of you who wrote in. Again, this had like record-breaking number of write-ins. So I will definitely be doing a part two and probably a part three. So if I didn't get to your story, don't worry because chances are I'll get to it this year at some point. Who's to say? But Thank you seriously to everyone who wrote in because these episodes obviously would not be possible without you. Anyways, let's jump into peak and valley of the week. My peak of the week has just been kind of food. Food has been my peak of the week. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I'm back on being fully dairy-free, which I said I took a little, a brief hiatus for the holidays because it was just it was just too much. And I was, you know, I didn't want to have to be restraining myself from things that I traditionally really enjoyed, no matter how much my stomach was suffering. And it was no, and it was. So I'm like, I just wanted to feel better. So I'm back on the dairy free train. And also I live with my parents and my mom is currently gluten free. So I've also been kind of gluten free by association. And I am finally, I think, in a good swing where I like it takes a it takes a little adjustment period to know, okay, what are some good substitutes? What are the things that like just to get in the mindset of what what can I be eating? What can't I be eating? And now I feel like I'm I'm in that sweet spot. So that's good. And I wanted to talk for a second about some things I've been loving in case you are gluten free or dairy free because these things are amazing. So one thing that I've been loving is bonza. If you don't know bonza, it's like a it's a pasta. It started out as pasta and it's pasta made from chickpeas. So it's like gluten-free. It has, you know, plant protein in it from the chickpeas. And I had had that probably a couple of years ago, um, just as kind of like a healthier pasta alternative. Um, but it wasn't something that I was like gravitating towards all the time, but now in the gluten-free of it all, I have started eating the bonza. Um, bonza has rice now and it's so good because it tastes almost like orzo instead of like a real rice, which I like because it kind of is giving you like pasta when, when you're not eating a lot of pasta and it's really good, has a lot of protein, which is great. So I've been obsessed with that recently. Also, Bonza now has frozen pizzas and they have one that has, um, they have a couple vegan options and I tried their, it's like a frozen pizza. It was just a cheese pizza with dairy-free cheese. Literally so good. It was so good. I'm so excited that I found something that's just like quick and easy like that instead of having to, you know, concoct an entire meal. So if you are vegan or gluten-free, you should definitely try the frozen pizzas because those are so good. Also, I talked about these a while ago when I was dairy-free, probably like last summer. There's this brand called Sweet Lauren's, which is like a pre-made cookie dough. So you find it, you know, in your grocery store next to the Toll House cookie dough, but it's gluten-free 
and it's vegan. And I tried it over the summer. I tried their chocolate chip and the fudgy brownie. And I liked the chocolate chip. And the fudgy brownie ones for me, they cooked really weird. They like didn't expand at all. So they were just like still kind of in these really, really tiny like cookie dough balls. And they just didn't actually cook. They did cook, but they it was just it was weird. And I didn't really know what to make of them. I have since tried those ones again because actually a few of you reached out to me and they were like, no, the fudgy brownie ones were so good. You have to try them again, like give them a second chance. I am obsessed with them. They literally taste like a brownie. Um, Also, the beautiful thing about it is you can keep them like you can cook them and kind of leave them a little bit raw because there's no egg in it. So it it just like doesn't matter. Um, So it really is like a fudgy brownie. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed and I like them way more than I like the chocolate chip at this point. So Sweet Lawrence is definitely up there and it's like so healthy. It's made out of like all natural ingredients. So you don't, there's, you just don't feel guilty about like eating all 12 of them, which is fabulous. So can't get enough of that. Um, Also, I've been obsessed with the vegan tzatziki from uh, Trader Joe's. So good. Literally so good. I've been making a bowl with the bonza rice and some jalapeno chicken sausage and then I've been making (laughs) I've been sauteing broccoli making like this lemon garlic broccoli so good and then I have a little dollop of tzatziki with it so good so good actually moving on now to my valley of the week beautiful segue I literally sliced my finger open while cutting broccoli the other day it was not fun I feel like that goes without saying but it was not fun in any capacity I shockingly have never I've never cut myself (laughs) while chopping food and I I love to chop vegetables like it is one of my favorite hobbies it brings me peace we all know I love to cook so it's kind of crazy given how much I like to do those things and how frequently I do those things it's never happened but it finally it happened I was cutting up broccoli to make the meal that I just explained to you and I sliced my pinky and it was so painful the the cut itself not very big it's like the size of a paper cut luckily it was deep it was deep that's all I'll say I was in severe pain and it was it was not fun and it took a while for it to stop bleeding it was yeah it was not enjoyable in any capacity and I made a vow to myself to kind of swear off broccoli from that point forward but last night I did I did make myself some broccoli I overcame my fears and I feel like I could tackle anything at this point in time because I could tackle broccoli. So I'm feeling good about that. Unfortunately, another valley that I experienced this past week is I tried to, all of these are food related. As you can tell, I'm not, you know, this is my life now is just food. And it always has been, let's face it. But I tried to make gluten-free orange chicken. Okay. I love orange chicken. Love it so much it really orange chicken is so fucking good anyways tried to make gluten-free orange chicken seemed easy enough honestly it was like and by easy enough I mean very very complicated like very tedious you know there's a lot of steps involved but it's not difficult do you know what I mean time consuming sure but not like the skill level not difficult it's like you had to get the chicken chop it up into you know bite-sized pieces make a batter I had to get some potato starch. I was dipping the chicken in the potato starch, then dipping it into the batter and then frying it essentially, right? Fine. Easy peasy, right? Wrong, 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 wrong. First of all, and this is, I find so many recipes on TikTok because it helps me to visually see what's going on versus just reading the instructions. So I had seen this recipe on TikTok, looked super easy whatever. I watched the entire process. I went to make this batter and the batter was, it was like cornstarch and egg. That was it. And I was, I was questioning some things in that moment because a lot of times batter would have, you know, like a flour in it, which obviously this wouldn't have plain flour in it because this is gluten-free, but I was like, whatever, I guess, okay, cornstarch that works. So it was cornstarch and egg. I'm mixing it together. It is so thick. It is so thick. And you know how egg, egg is liquidy, but it's, 
it sticks together at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Because it's thicker than just a regular liquid, obviously. And so as I was dipping the raw chicken into the batter, it was like impossible to coat the chicken. So not fun. This is not fun. So I was like, I had to coat this chicken in the batter to the point where it was just like globs of this batter on the chicken because it was the only it was like all or nothing it was like either there was going to be no batter on it or there was going to be a mountain of batter on it and so I started to fry a few pieces and I'm like this just looks like chicken with like a scrambled egg around it that's not ideal ever I'm not making egg bites that's not what I want I don't want an egg chicken that's not feeling good for me I'm not enjoying that Luckily, at some point, I was like, I'm just gonna, I added coconut milk to the, to the batter to kind of like thin it out. And that definitely helped. I think I spent an hour and a half breading this chicken and then frying it. And then it's also, it's hard because it doesn't fry up the way that you would think it would fry up because it's cornstarch and egg and not like an actual batter. So I was cooking it for so long, trying to get it like crispy, which happened for some pieces and it just like wasn't in the cards for a lot of other pieces also I was making this for my entire family so it wasn't just like you know a single serving of chicken it was four servings of chicken so it was a lot of fucking chicken a lot of fucking chicken the sauce though the sauce was fabulous it was that was really good so I felt good about that and luckily I made extra sauce so I was just dousing the chicken in the sauce hoping to kind of negate any type of egg residue flavor that was going to be left on the chicken because that was not something I was feeling confident attaching my name to but it was it was just so time consuming and it's like you know when you're when you're cooking and it's like not going the way that you want it to go and you just you just get stressed and annoyed and you're like overheating because you're standing over a pan frying 24 pounds of chicken I'm kidding but not really And you're just like, I hate this. Like, I just want to be done. But at the same time, like, I do still have to eat, unfortunately. And actually, this happened to me a couple weeks ago, too. I tried to make these really cute baked tacos that were with, like, a corn tortilla. Corn tortillas, notoriously tricky. I love corn tortillas because they taste so much better than flour tortillas, in my own personal opinion. But they are not easy to work with because they're very flimsy. They break super easily they're a pain in the ass. And I watched so many videos of people making these like baked tacos where you put the, you like shred chicken, have, you know, season it. I added in like beans and tomatoes and peppers and things like that. And I put it in the tortilla, fold the tortilla over, you bake it in the oven and it comes out like this, like cute little baked taco. No, 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 no. All the corn tortillas snapped in half in the oven and created something of a sandwich. Uh, it was miserable. And I was just, I was not enjoying anything about it. Um, I have since figured out how to do that and how to crack the code. I cracked the code on corn tortillas, thank God. But it's just like, there's nothing worse than when you're like, okay, well, I still have to unfortunately eat this. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now. That was not fun for me. Anyways, anyways, moving on. This week's Pass the Ox song of the week is actually an older song. It's from 2017 and it made a resurgence on my TikTok for you page for some reason. Not that I'm complaining about it, but I I don't know if I really listened to the song a lot when it was out in 2017. I don't know how popular it was back then either, um, but it's by Noah Cyrus. It's called Again. Just a banger. It feels inherently very like 2016-esque, which is something that I have no choice but to kind of love and stan. So I'm obsessed with that song right now. You should give it a listen if you haven't already. Also, just some really quick housekeeping before we dive into these stories. If you haven't already rated the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can do that. You can give us a beautiful five-star review. That would be fabulous. Um, Also, you could become the passenger of the week by taking a picture of the screen in your car, listening to the podcast, and send it to me on Instagram, on the podcast Instagram at parkedcarconvos.pod, and tell me where in the world you are listening from. Also, you can become the passenger of the week by submitting a Parked Car Convos-related meme 
to the podcast Instagram. Just another fabulous option for you. Also, one more thing that I had, I just posted a poll actually yesterday on the podcast Instagram because so many people loved last week's podcast episode. It was the gossip episode if you haven't listened to it already and so many people wrote in and were sharing all of the juiciest gossip in their lives and I had this idea because that episode was so well received that maybe we replace the monthly smorgasbord episode with a monthly gossip episode which they're not too dissimilar because I think for the most part the most entertaining part about the smorgasbord episodes was reading people's like crazy stories so I had that idea and I asked it in a poll on Instagram, another great reason to follow the podcast on Instagram. And the overwhelming majority of you said that you would rather have a monthly gossip episode than a smorgasbord episode. So that's just something to be aware of and to keep an eye out for. And also remember to follow the podcast on Instagram so that you see the stories I post on there that have the links to the writer submissions for these kinds of episodes. All right, without further ado, let's jump into these restaurant horror stories. For any of you wondering, Maddie, have you ever worked in a restaurant before? Yes, I have. Actually, very, very briefly, I worked in a restaurant for a summer when I was in high school and I hated it. I hated it. I hated every second of it. It was this very, very tiny restaurant in um, like a beach town near me. And it was obviously I was working there during the summer. So this beach town is at Max Capas. It's busy. There's a lot of just rich families in this area. So it was just kind of and it, it was an interesting crowd, you could say. And this restaurant, I can't stress enough how tiny it was. It was a breakfast and lunch restaurant, which that part was at least nice because it was, you know, I would I would get there around like seven or eight and my shifts didn't go any later than like two or three because the restaurant, I think, closed at like 2.30 or something like that. But it was horrible. It was so horrible. It was so poorly managed. And like to this day, I don't even know what my job was there. I was technically supposed to be like a hostess because this restaurant would get so busy. I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like for some reason, breakfast restaurants, like good, cute, trendy breakfast restaurants or like brunch spots are always so much more chaotic because a lot of the times they don't take reservations or anything. So it's just like first come, first serve. And in terms of like all the brunch places that I've been to, I have to wait for like 45 minutes because they're just so chaotic, especially on a weekend, obviously. And so it was a mess. It was a mess because obviously no one can make reservations. We had probably like seven tables on the inside. And it also is a super small town that this is in. So there isn't a lot of sit down breakfast places in this area. There's some like bagel stores and some like bakeries and things like that. But if you wanted like a sit down breakfast, like this is one of the only places in the area. Plus, I think there's a lot of people that were visiting this town because of the beaches and because it was summer so they were just like okay I guess this is like the only place we have to go to and it was it was overwhelming so I was like a hostess but I also was like a runner sometimes and I would take drink orders and give people their like it was I just did so many random things and none of it was ever really you know clearly communicated to me and I looking back I'm like I was I feel personally, although I was probably 18 at this point in time, like I was an infant child in this job. Like I, I was a baby and I look back and I just want to give 18 year old Maddie in this restaurant a hug because I hated this job with such a passion and not because I was like, oh, I don't like working in a restaurant. This job gave me the worst anxiety I've ever experienced in my life. I would only really work there on the weekends because that's when they were like busy enough to warrant a hostess. I think it was pretty much like zero to 100 for them um, on weekdays versus weekends. And so I would drive down on weekends and literally Thursday and Friday, I would have a pit in my stomach about having to go to work on like Saturday morning. Like it was crazy. I was so, I hated this job because it was so overwhelming. I like didn't know what I was doing. The people there were not nice at all. Like you would think, okay, teenage girl has never worked in a restaurant before. Be a little bit nice. Like be like at least a little bit nice. No, there was one woman there who was so sweet. She was like a grandma. She was so, so, so nice. Everyone else there, 
no absolutely not and they were very much the kind of people oh my god just like I'm getting like stress wet right now thinking about it they were very much the kind of people that um they viewed themselves as kind of like a family do you know what I mean like they all knew each other so well they'd worked together for so long and I was like the odd man out which is uncomfortable in any situation but also like when you're 18 and you're working with for the most part like middle-aged people like grown adults and they oh they were so just like weird like there would be a song on and they'd be like dance maddie and i'm like you don't you don't know me but that is the worst thing you could say i am in no world am i gonna dance in front of you people in my place of like that is not something that i'm foreseeing happening for us in this establishment at this point in time ew i hate thinking about it and the guy that trained me was he was probably like in his thirties. He was this like, he was so jacked. He was like this huge, huge jacked guy. And I remember this vividly because he just took up way too much fucking space in this restaurant. Like we would be behind the counter and he would, he would take up literally the entirety of the space. And the entire time I was thinking that this man was in his like late twenties, right? Come to find out he's probably closer to his late thirties, early forties. And one day he's talking to me and it was the summer before I was going into college. He was also the one who trained me and he had been working there for like probably like seven years. He knew everything in like too much. And then he like wasn't a good teacher because of it. Do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't good at explaining things to me because in his mind he knew how everything worked, which is just completely useless and like totally defeats the point. Um, so he was not great at training me and then would consequently get mad at me when I did things wrong. And I was like, I, do you know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Has that thought ever crossed your mind? Anyways, one day he reveals to me that his daughter is also starting college soon. Keep in mind, I'm thinking that this man is maybe 10 years older than me. And he tells me <laughs> he has a daughter my age. I was so confused. He looked like he could have been on the cast of Jersey Shore in case you were like needing a visual. Like that was very much his vibe. And one one day he came in, I think it was, I think it was like the weekend of the 4th of July. And he got to work like three hours late because he was like so hungover and he was in a miserable mood. And it was just, oh, it was so horrible. And this restaurant in and of itself was confused. Like it was a confused restaurant. What I mean by that is like, it was a really, it was like farm to table, like really cute brunch place. But at the same time, it also had like a counter that you could go up to. And like, so people could just stop in and like get a lemonade here. Or we had like some baked goods and people could come in and get like a muffin. So there was just like way too much going on considering how small this place. It was, oh my God, I literally, I, I hated this. I hated this job with every fiber of my being. And I don't know what it was in hindsight because I obviously loved working retail and especially retail during the holidays like that is my bread and butter so it wasn't like the high stress environment or the dealing with people it was just I think it was just this particular restaurant was like no good no good very bad so but I don't think I ever really had any horrible experiences like with customers it was more so just like my own internal struggles (laughs) with um, coping constantly but I do remember there was this one, this one couple, and I would have to go just like, I would have to go track these people down because they would come in and, um, I would say, okay, you know, like it's going to be 30 minutes and they would either obviously get pissed at me because obviously it's my fault that it's going to be 30 minutes or they'd be like, okay, they'd give me their name. And I would say, oh, can I have your phone number? Cause there's nowhere for them to sit and wait. There's literally nowhere that they can sit and wait. So they have to leave. And a lot of them would try and just like stand inside and wait. And I'm like, there is no room for you in this, in this establishment. Like you have to leave. Um, or the classic, like they would come and then they'd be like, oh, um, we're going to be a party of seven. And there was only like three of them there. And I couldn't seat them unless everyone was, there. it was just like the classic things. But there was a lot of people where I would be like, okay, like, um, give me your phone number and I'll call you when your table's ready right? Because it was in kind of like a downtown area. So they could easily go like walk around and, you know, come back when I called them. And a lot of people like didn't want to give me their phone number, which is so fucking stupid. And they'd be like, oh, just come outside and get us. We'll just be right out there. And I'm like, if you think I'm going to remember what you look like in 30 minutes, I will not. Like, I don't know who you are. Like, oh, I just hate it. I hate everything about it. But one time we had this woman come in and she had a service dog with her 
what she claimed was a service dog. And I'm not saying it wasn't a service dog, but it was a Pomeranian. Okay. Which traditionally service dogs, not Pomeranians in my own personal experience. Also legally, there's very little you can do when someone says that they have a service dog. Like I can't say, Oh, can I see, um, proof of that? That's illegal. Like I can't do that. And so I didn't, I didn't care, but the dog was on the booth at her seat and was eating food off the table yeah that's gonna be unsanitary and that's also not what service dogs do service dogs aren't there to like eat your bacon off of your plate and so then we had to have her remove herself and her pomeranian because they were at like a it was like a super small table that can just fit two people so one person sitting in the booth and one person sitting in a chair and that booth is obviously like shared with a couple of other tables so the Pomeranian was like super close to the table next to them too and easily could have like started eating the food off of their table so they had to they had to leave the premises which was obviously very well received by her herself and the Pomeranian but anyways let's get into your stories okay Worked in a sports bar near a stadium. On game days, it was crazy, but on non-game days, pretty slow. Older couple comes in and the woman orders a chicken sandwich. I bring her food and she immediately calls me back and says the chicken is overcooked. I apologize and bring her a new one. She complained again that it was too overdone and asks for the manager. She proceeds to tell him that she wants her chicken sandwich pink in the middle. No. No, 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 no. The manager replied that he can't legally serve her raw chicken and she was pissed and they left. That is disgusting. And that obviously speaks to a much larger issue where she is clearly eating raw chicken so frequently that that has become her chicken of choice. You know, like you have to develop a taste for raw chicken. I would assume personally, I can't relate to this in any capacity. That is disgusting. And then getting up and leaving when they won't serve you raw chicken. Also, just a quick Google search here would clarify everything you needed to know. Can you eat chicken that is pink in the middle? No. I'm sure no would be just like the top answer overall. That is, that is heinous. But it also just like goes to show that people are insane. Like throwing a temper tantrum publicly and then leaving a restaurant because they won't serve you raw chicken. You need to do some introspection on the way home. I would think personally, I don't, I'm sure that's not what she did. I was dying laughing at this because a few submissions later, I read this other story that says some Karen threatened to tell my manager because I wouldn't make her chicken medium rare. Like, do you want salmonella? I, what is this phenomenon? What is this phenomenon? Cause I am needing to know how many people in this country are intentionally consuming undercooked chicken because presumably because they enjoy the taste of it like that has to be looked into deeper by scientists that's not okay that is not okay even if it's like say it's like some weird secret obsession you have maybe maybe you love the risk of it maybe you like the thrill of the game I don't know what it is to ask for it in a restaurant setting like what what do you mean that is actually so heinous one thing I will say when I was reading through some of these I was very glad. I was expecting a lot more stories of people talking about how disgusting restaurants are because there's definitely some restaurants that like don't take health regulations seriously. And I was expecting more of those. And I was glad that I didn't really see any of them. That made me really happy because that is always like so nasty to think about like the people that are touching your food and you just are like, it's kind of all in a wing and a prayer that they're doing everything up to code and following all the procedures that they should be following you know when when for instance manhandling raw chicken like I want to make sure that they know what they're doing and are taking the necessary precautions um okay moving on this is my time to shine I'm so glad that I've given you the opportunity to shine. When I was 17, I worked as a hostess at a nice restaurant in my hometown. All black uniforms, dim lighting, you get the idea. One day, this woman had come up to the front multiple times to complain that her server was taking too long, her daughter needed more water, etc. I tried to help her the best I could, but at the end of the day, that's not my job, haha. Finally, she came up after her daughter had ordered the chicken Caesar salad to complain about the salad. She demanded I hold out my hand. So, like an idiot, I did. She drops 
chewed dressing covered chicken in my hand into my hand from her daughter's mouth and started yelling at me about how the chicken was allegedly undercooked and I couldn't see that question mark our cooks were trying to kill her question mark etc I was horrified I'm staring at this perfectly cooked chewed up chicken in my hand like why the fuck do I work here I told my manager after I threw it away and washed my hands like 12 times he was very much on my side obviously and that lady got a talking to from the general manager for sure that's not enough that is not enough in what world do you need to physically hold it with your hand to see that it is undercooked also you are the hostess like if this is that serious of an issue get the get the waitress or demand that the manager comes over be a normal Karen and just ask for the manager having to get like a teenage hostess over to your table to place chewed up chicken in her hand chewed up allegedly raw chicken which is also dangerous if you're handing her uncooked chicken that's not good and I'm not saying that it was uncooked but in her mind it was that's just that is truly foul although unfortunately due to the past two stories I have to at least give her props for complaining about the undercooked chicken and not requesting it weirdly that's kind of a win in this situation so I'm gonna give her a win for that but no it's just the way that people act in public with such confidence will never cease to amaze me the way grown adults will regress to becoming children and then confidently act like that in a public setting, never, 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 never will cease to amaze me. And I think you really get to see that when you work in retail or when you work in a restaurant, like you get to see just the biggest spectrum of people and, and there's really nothing like it. Oh boy. Okay. All right. We used to do a kids eat free when the Sox won. I'm assuming Red Sox. When the Red Sox won, the Red Sox, the American baseball team, for those of you who don't know, um, we used to do a kids eat free when the Red Sox won. Waiter went up to his table to let the man know that the Red Sox won and that his kid would eat free. It was his girlfriend. It was his girlfriend, not his child. Oh, okay. It was so awkward for the entire section hearing it. The guy had to have been like 65. Okay. Something super alarming here is when you think kids eat free, that's not like adult children eat free, right? That's like probably kids under 12. Why was this man dating a woman who had the appearance of someone 12 or under needing to know the answer to that immediately? That is so alarming. That is so alarming. Because like if I was with my parents, I think for the most part, it's like pretty obvious that like these are my parents and I am I am their offspring, right? I would never assume it's like, oh, okay, well, kids eat free tonight. Like, no one would ever say that to me because I'm 25 years old. Even though I'm still a kid at heart, I'm I'm very much 25 years old and kind of looking like that. And that's fine. But it's interesting because that leads me to believe that the girlfriend was not looking like an adult in any capacity. Which, again, has me questioning what business this 65-year-old man had dating this girl, this girl. I'm yeah I'm gonna need a moment to kind of recover for that one let's move on and hope that this one is less illegal okay I had a woman order coleslaw as her side but she just wanted the cabbage with no dressing (laughs) awesome awesome I told her that it's pre-made so the dressing was already on it she then asked if I had a colander and wanted me to wash the dressing off the coleslaw are you on what what I just picture like a chaotic restaurant, presumably if I had to guess in like the middle of the summer, cause that's coleslaw season, if we're being honest with ourselves. And she's like, no, here, what I want you to do as the waitress, not as the chef is go to the back, take a serving of coleslaw and then rinse it off and give me the bowl of cabbage. And that is like the audacity of a human being to ask that of another human being crazy like if you are craving coleslaw so bad and they are not able to offer it to you at the restaurant that you were at just pick some up on the way home and like get your cabbage fix in the comfort of your own home that's what I would recommend personally the kitchen staff were like yeah absolutely not so she then said fine bring me a bowl and a glass of water and I'll do it myself no no 
So I brought her the coleslaw, an extra bowl, and a glass of water, and she proceeded to dump the coleslaw in the large bowl with the entire glass of water and eat it like soup. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Coleslaw in and of itself is nasty to me. The idea of eating just sopping wet coleslaw in water as if it is soup sending me like no other. That's disgusting. That is so foul. And again, it's like that's something that you do in the privacy of your home. You do not do that in public. There are things that you as a human being should know that's something I do at my house when no one can see me and when I'm not subjecting other people to witnessing this. That is not something you should ever feel comfortable enough to do in a public setting. Like that is, that is so crazy. Okay. This lady looked me in the eyes and threatened to kill me. I, sorry, let me clarify. This is not still the coleslaw woman. We have moved on to another story. The coleslaw woman you know, she had her flaws, but she did not have any violent tendencies that we know of. So let's, (laughs) let's move on to another story. This lady looked me in the eyes and threatened to kill me after I told her we were out of chicken salad that she wanted. Nice. Okay. She then proceeded to inform me. I, before I even read the rest of the story, I know that this is in the South. I know what's in the South. People down South take their chicken salad so seriously, so seriously. Like, absurdly seriously if you don't live in the U.S. I don't know I don't know where chicken salad is popular and where it is not popular chicken salad is chicken and mayonnaise and celery and seasoning but down south they have entire chicken salad restaurants that have so many different kinds of chicken salad I actually wanted to go to one when I was in South Carolina but I just like never got around to it and I remember there was, I forgot what it was called. The one that was like near where I was staying, but I went on their website and was like looking at their menu. They had like 25 different kinds of chicken salad. Like that's too many. That's too many kinds of chicken salad. Okay. Anyways, she then proceeded to inform me that it was her second amendment right to carry a gun. Yes, this is absolutely down South. I know for, I know for fact, this is in the Southern region of the United States of America. Okay. And then immediately walked out the door. Mind you, this woman was at least 75, which is why I wasn't very concerned. I also watched her run over a curb as she was pulling away. To be so honest with you, everything about that makes sense to some degree. Do you know what I mean? Like that all, that all tracks. I believe every single word of that. That's, oh my God, absolutely heinous. Chicken salad. Like at some point you have to think, I mean, I, hope to God I'm never in a position where I have to threaten someone's life. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. The point in which I'm trying to make is you really have to think that this woman must be going around threatening to kill people all the time if she so nonchalantly does so when you fail to supply her with her chicken salad. Do you know what I mean? Like this must be kind of a consistent thing in her life. This is a constant. This is something she's always, she's always got in her bag of tricks is like, okay, well, I'm going to kill you and I have my gun on me. That's something she's whipping out all too frequently. I can tell already if something as minor of a blip as just being out of stock when it comes to chicken salad is sending her over the edge in that fashion. I have no choice but to, but to believe that. So that deeply deeply concerning okay I was serving an older family that came in all the time the husband and wife were probably in their 60s and 70s and grandma was in her 90s for some insane reason grandma orders a large cheeseburger something she never gets because this woman is the size of a pin needle okay anyway I drop off their food make sure they're good and then go fuck off in the kitchen beautiful of course okay next thing I know our host comes running into the kitchen grandma is straight up choking on her burger no 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 no. okay I run out and do the Heimlich maneuver and this woman has panic and tears coming from her eyes I worked on her until the ENTs came but she was deceased upon arrival oh my god my manager still tries still tried to make me stay in clothes Like I was scheduled, but I walked out and went home. I still think about this woman daily and the panic in her eyes is something I will never forget. For sure the craziest thing to happen to me after 12 years in the industry. That? Oh my God, are you okay? Have you? I'm 
I'm not being facetious in any capacity. Have you sought counseling? That is so traumatic. You watched a woman die? Oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, you did everything right. You did everything that you possibly could have. And I I hope you know that. But that is that is deeply, deeply traumatic. I did you I don't think I could ever go back to that restaurant and work another shift again because every single time someone ordered a burger, I would just be like, mm, nope, you might die. So don't order the burger. Wow. That is truly crazy. And to think that you were literally probably making like $2 an hour. Like I can't, I can't. That is so unfathomable. And what like the rest of the family, the poor rest of the family is like sitting there just like, oh my God, not grandma. Like, oh my God. That is so, so, so sad. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to move on now in hopes that the next story will cheer us up. Very little hopes on that, unfortunately, but we'll see. Worked as a bartender on Division Street in Chicago many moons ago. We had a weird regular that would sit at the bar and just get tanked. Isn't it so funny that there's so many words to say wasted, to say really, really drunk, really intoxicated? Like, and everyone has kind of a different go-to. Like, I would say wasted. I think I would say like, oh, there was a weird regular at the bar who would just sit there and get wasted. People say plastered, tanked, apparently. Like, there's so many different phrases for that. That's just... I don't know, the beauty of the English language, I guess. Okay, one night he got so drunk that rather than getting up to go to the bathroom, no, 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 no. He took one of his cowboy boots off and peed in it. And if that's not bad enough, he then dumped the boot boot out all over the spill mat above my ice wall. Oh my God, so like on the bar. If I'm ice well, sorry, I don't know bartender terminology that is heinous it was quite literally none of my business oh but I'm sure unfortunately in some capacity it had to have been your business a little bit I'm sure like your state of mind is this not this none of my business but the reality of the situation is that it was your business he made it your business which is not fair in any world oh my god that is horrible people are just heinous I think especially because I think you know, working in a restaurant, it can, it can vary. Like I said, I worked at a breakfast restaurant. I didn't really have to deal with drunk people. I had to deal with hungover people. That's for sure. But working in a bar or like a college town restaurant, like that would be just another level of heinous. I can only imagine. Not fun at all. Okay. My manager who was engaged slept with a woman he met at our bar. Awesome. In the supply closet. Oh, double awesome. He was avoiding this woman's calls, so she started coming in every night. He would make me, a 16-year-old hostess, check if the coast was clear before coming out from the kitchen. God. Oh, like, okay, no, you made your bed. You can lay in it. This is, no. You have to, you have to own up to this. Don't make your 16-year-old hostess your scapegoat. Come on. Not you having to be an unintentional, unwillingly participant in his affair. That's just like, that's not okay ever. Yeah, there I said it. It's not okay ever to make 16-year-olds a part of your affair. I don't like the way that that was phrased, but you guys know what I mean. Okay. I have a story for you. I used to work at a very popular restaurant in a well-known New England town. Okay, now I need to know where it is and I need to know what the restaurant is because chances are I know what you're talking about because I am the queen of New England. I'm kidding, but I definitely know at least what town you're talking about. So I would love to know if you want to write in separately and just fill me in for my own personal nosiness. That would be great. The restaurant is located on a wharf and surrounded by water on three sides. Okay, so it's like a peninsula. Beautiful. Isn't that like, does anyone else like vividly remember learning what peninsulas were in school? Just me? Okay, that will be important later. A woman came to sit on our outdoor patio and racked up a bill. When it was time to pay, she asked where the nearest ATM was. That raised some red flags, but we told her it was at the top of the wharf near the street. She said she would be right back. At that point, we were aware she was likely trying to dine and dash. Instead of exiting the restaurant and heading towards the street, she left 
and started walking in the opposite direction. A few of the staff were following her at this point. She looks over her shoulder, sees people following her, and speeds up, almost running at this point. She then very quickly realizes that the wharf comes to an end. Instead of giving up, she does the unthinkable and jumps into the ocean. She started to swim, not very fast, around looking for a place to go. We had to call the police. When they came down, she was basically just treading water, refusing to get out. The police had the nerve to ask us to identify the woman that we called about. Um, sir, the one fully clothed, soaking wet in the water. Anyways, a nearby boat picked her up and she came back and paid her bill a couple months later. Court mandated. Stop. Stop. That is such a excessively dramatic way to dine and dash. I would think most people that dine and dash regularly or ever have in their life I would think, because I never have done this, obviously, I would think that the key here would be discretion and subtlety. I would think those would be the most important things when committing the act of dining and dashing. Uh, she had neither. So that is that is truly, truly, truly interesting. Okay. I spent a few years working as a server at a sports bar in my hometown where we had our fair share of regular customers, one being a local school bus driver who reserved a table for him and his friends every Friday, all of them well into their 60s or beyond. The main guy was always the first one to show up and his friends would shortly follow, joining the table one by one. As they sat down, I of course would greet them and take their drink order as you do and most of them were friendly and polite. One friend in a large purple collared shirt who my coworker referred to as Grimace being the only appropriate comparison, rather than giving me his drink order, asked if I would be his sugar baby. Naturally, I declined and he later left a $5 tip, (laughs) which of course was underwhelming coming from a man who had proposed to financially pamper me. I never served Grimace at that establishment or any other for that matter. That is just heinous that's heinous and just disgusting gross also i realize that a lot of people are probably listening to this episode that are not in the u.s and i can only speak to the u.s in terms of restaurant culture but for the most part waitresses and waiters at restaurants get paid way 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 less than minimum wage like genuinely two or three dollars an hour and so they are working for tips that's the that's the whole name of the game the whole name of the game is tips so if that comes up in some of the other stories as well just kind of bear that in mind because it's truly insane Okay, I was a couple weeks into my brand new job as a hostess when the store manager ran up to me during dinner rush and threw $100 at me, telling me to run as fast as possible to the grocery store because the bar was out of cranberry and pineapple. 15-year-old me, not really familiar with any form of alcohol other than cheap mixes of God knows what from random parties I've been at, saw her gesturing to what I thought was the restaurant salad bar. Even though I thought cranberries and pineapple were strange salad toppings, my manager was frantic and yelling at me to go quickly, so I left and ran to the nearest grocery store, proceeding to buy $100 worth of cranberry sauce and canned pineapple rings. My manager was not pleased, to say the least. She had to run out herself to the grocery store. She left the cranberry sauce and pineapple rings I bought in the kitchen, and for the rest of the evening, everyone was making fun of me, asking when we were having Thanksgiving dinner. Oh my god. That is so... That is so fucking funny. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That is actually hilarious. But also, in your defense, you're 15 years old, and you just started working there. You say cranberry pineapple. I mean, you know what? That that tracks. You aren't entirely wrong. That's totally fine. Once a customer offered me a baby raccoon. He had it with him in exchange for showing me for showing him my boobs. Awesome. Totally fair exchange. A baby raccoon? Why on earth is that in his possession? Why on earth is it in his possession, period? And then furthermore, why on earth is it in his possession at a restaurant? Like that is unfathomable to me. That is honestly so disgusting. I hope it was at least in his car. Was it Was it with him in the restaurant? Because that is illegal for sure. Bringing a baby raccoon with you into a, like that goes against several laws, I would imagine. 
Oh God. Okay. I was working at a bar in a restaurant. A guy sat at my bar and told me, you're going to pour me a pint of lager quickly. Best believe I took my sweet, sweet time. That's disgusting. Just the entitlement. And it just makes it worse because it's like such a fine line when you're working for tips that like you, there's an element of like, I literally have to be nice to you so I can make some form of money tonight. That is like, oh, that's so annoying because you want to just be like, are you like, who do you think you are? That is so fucking rude. Not that you would ever say that in a work setting, but something to that effect, because that is that is really crazy. I hate that. I was a barista at Starbucks and one morning I was working the drive through and a man pulls up to get his coffee while shaving his face. The man was going to town with the razor in our drive through line. I had so many questions again. That is definitely something that falls under the category of that's something you do in your own time, in your own space where no one has to see you. I mean, he he must have just been running like so, so late, but then just like don't shave. Like it's not absolutely essential that you shave. It's not like brushing your teeth. You know, you don't have to shave. You'll be fine if you don't shave one morning. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal. I hate that. Okay, this one says, oh my God, this one is on me. About 10 years ago, one of my tables left behind their inhaler, so ran after them to give it back because I figured they may really need it and it's really expensive. Good for you. That's really nice if you honestly. Anyway, they peeled out of the parking lot, so I go back inside to the kitchen and push the button to see how inhalers worked. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there just for a quick sec. Uh, Using someone else's medicine even though you weren't putting it to your mouth, I'm sure, is just uh, needing to know the thought process there first. So I go back inside and I push the button to see how the inhaler worked. And I ended up shutting down the whole restaurant for the weekend because it was pepper spray. Thank God you didn't try to put the inhaler in your mouth. And then you would have ended up just fully inhaling a large, a nice large hefty dose of pepper spray. That is... Also, as someone who has pepper spray and as someone who has seen an inhaler, would would love to know how strikingly similar these things were because in my mind, they're not. But again, I could be wrong. Also, this was 10 years ago. Maybe the shape of pepper spray and inhalers has really evolved over the last 10 years. I don't know. That is crazy. But hey, I mean, you got the weekend off from work, so that's nice. Good for you. I saw the name Larry in this, and for some reason, I have no choice but to believe this is going to be another creepy customer story, so let's dive in. OMG, I was a bartender at a pub slash restaurant, and one day, there was an older man, see, I was on something, um, in his 60s probably, I was 25 at the time, and he was sitting at the bar. My coworkers were chatting with him periodically, so I somewhat left him alone. He waved me down at one point and asked if I liked wine. I said yes, thinking he was about to ask to see our wine list, but instead he follows with, when can I take you wine tasting? I laughed and said something along the lines of, my work schedule is pretty busy, and I walked away. I always tried not to be too rude or dismissive when turning down flirtation as to not hurt the fragile egos of my male patrons because I was still working for that tip. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why so many women have to put up with (laughs) straight up abuse in a restaurant setting because they are not making enough money. And so unfortunately their livelihood depends on it. It's so what a messed up system when you think about it. Jesus. Okay. After this very brief exchange, I didn't speak to the man for the rest of my shift and couldn't have told you what he looked like until a few days later when a man at the bar beckons me over and hands me an envelope and said, for you, I smiled politely and thanked him and set the envelope on the counter behind me. The man left and my coworker asked, what did Larry hand you? And it was, wait, so was it the same man? I'm confused. You really did not recognize him. Like that is honestly so iconic of you. Okay. Um, it was only then that I realized that this was the same old man from the other day. Okay. Thank you. You answered my question. So I hurry off to the liquor closet to open the envelope inside is a card and the inside of the card is a typed note taped to the card. No, no, because going to that extra trouble of actually typing up a note is 
way too far already it's way too far regardless of what the content of the note says that is too far in and of itself it read dearest katie i'm old i'm fat and i'm slow but i still have lust for a beautiful woman you are that beautiful woman i wish to hold you in my arms and smell the perfume in your hair but if only for a fleeting moment you would afford me that encounter i am at your service warmest regards and then he hand wrote his name and phone number. I immediately told my male coworker and bosses who laughed it off. However, after that, he would show up regularly on my shifts and even at the other restaurant that I bartended at. Oh, no, not you casually being like, and then he stalked me. No, um, he would show up even at the other restaurant that I bartended at. Uh, until one evening he started yelling at me over the bar about why I never responded and how rude I am and that I lied to him when I said I liked wine or else I would have let him take me wine tasting. I had to leave work because he was causing such a scene, calling me a bitch and a whore and told all of my and I told all of my employers that if they made me work when he was there, I would quit. Fortunately, they stepped up and told him that he wasn't welcome in on my shifts. That is heinous and foul and what a horrible like you are literally just trying to do your job can I hi do you mind if I do my job would that actually bother you that much that is awful I'm sorry that sucks and that's just like skeevy and gross and not the kind of thing that you like you just don't need that it's like you're already at work you don't need this added layer of stress of this like creepy old man that won't leave you alone and also it pisses me off that like your male coworkers and bosses were like, haha, like that's funny at first. Cause it's like, no, these things can go so sour so fast and that should be taken seriously always, always Ugh, pisses me off. Okay. One of my first months waiting tables, I was 17. A man and his family, wife and kids came in and I served them. He made weird comments that made me feel uncomfortable, but it was fine. Like again, sorry, this is just like turning into me being <laughs> annoyed at men. Like that's not fine. That's not fine. And you're 17. Oh my God. You're just a child. That's so creepy. And he's with his wife. Like stop being a fucking creep. It's not that hard to be a normal person. And I will always live by that. It is not that hard to kind of rein yourself in and restrain yourself and act like a normal person in a public setting to make others around you feel comfortable. That is not hard. That is not hard. They are going out of their way to make you feel uncomfortable. And that's so fucked. Okay. Um, I dropped off the check, but the check flew off the table and I went down to pick it up. He said, oh, hey, and uh, while you're down there, and had a great laugh while his wife sat there speechless and I ran to the back and cried. My manager asked him to never come back. Okay, thank God. This is what I like to see. Managers taking a stand and saying no, because guess what? However much you paid for your meal, not worth whatever emotional damage you're doing to my waitstaff. That's disgusting. Ew, 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 ew. I hate that. I'm glad his wife just sat there speechless and didn't like go along with it in some weird twisted perverted sense like that is that's so messed up I hate that I'm sorry that that happened to you okay we have a few more here in high school I worked at a family-owned Greek coffee shop slash cafe there was a man who would come in we were to give him an unmarked envelope of cash from the back. He could order whatever he wanted. As far as we could tell, he did nothing for the restaurant and we were never told what he did. There was a Greek mafia presence in the area. <laughs> Am I guilty? Was I a middleman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you were for sure, but you had no choice. <laughs> you were just doing your job. That is, no, that's heinous. That's heinous and unnecessarily dangerous. Like, why do they have to get you involved? Why do they have to get high schoolers involved in the Greek mafia? I don't think that was absolutely necessary. But you did what you had to do to survive. And I have no choice but to commend you for that. Hi. First, I absolutely adore you. And everything you do makes me laugh. Like, I am obsessed. And that's all she wrote. That's so sweet. Thank you. Anywho, I worked at an outdoor water park for two summers. That that would be crazy. I wish I knew. I was thinking as I was reading these that another great episode would be people that have worked in like hotels or 
amusement parks, water parks, but I just don't know if we have enough people that have worked in those settings because I feel like those are kind of niche jobs, but that would be also such a, a rich environment for crazy people. You know what I mean? Okay. I worked at an outdoor water park for two summers, and this is my most embarrassing story from there. Around the pool slash lazy river, there are cabanas, and I was a waitress. I worked with a few other girls, and the bartender was one of my mom's friends. One day, it was really hot, like so hot I could not believe that these people wanted to be outside all day when they had perfectly good AC in their hotel rooms. It got to be about noon, the lunch rush, when all of a sudden I had two families yelling at me because the bitch at the front, whoa... Because the woman just trying to do her job at the front double booked a cabana in my section. So naturally they take it out on me, who at the time is freshly 18. Oh, also this was during summer 2020 and they weren't mask people. Crazy that crazy that this water park was open in summer 2020. I guess outdoor things were open, but still that's feeling like a water park is feeling like a cesspool. I mean, I guess they have enough. They probably have so much chlorine in that water, but still that's like, that's not feeling like a hygienic environment in any capacity. Anyways, okay. And girl, when I tell you that plus the heat was the most delicious recipe for disaster. Yeah, I went back to put an order in and I felt really dizzy. I'm a chronic passer outer and I could feel it coming. I was also having a panic attack because of the people screaming at me. I relate to that very hard. I am with you in solidarity. Trust me. Naturally, I go up to my mom's friend, the bartender, and tell her that I'm about to pass out. This lady literally picked me up and threw me onto a chair because we weren't allowed to sit at this job, by the way, as I passed out. This is the second time that I had passed out at this job. This is where it gets embarrassing. The pool manager, let's call him Bobby, picks up my lifeless body (laughs) And puts me in the shallow end of the pool with all my clothes and shoes on in front of my tables. Picture it, a six foot something creepy bald man with legit one tooth with me, a five foot four, 18 year old girl slung over his shoulders, plopped into the pool. Then a little girl who was sitting at one of my tables came up to me as I'm sitting in the pool and says, are you okay? And smiles so sweetly at me. I said, yes, but you're going to have a new server soon. (laughs) And I went home sopping wet. My brother was working too and he had to take over my tables even though he was a line cook. He was so mad. I was so wet. That is horrible. That is horrible, horrible, horrible. There's also like maybe you relate to this because I've, I'm sensing that you have a touch of anxiety given the panic attack that you had. Um, when I get anxious and then when my anxiety causes me to have physical symptoms like oh I feel so nauseous like I might throw up then that you know it's like a perpetual cycle where it like makes my anxiety worse because I'm like oh my god I'm in public like I can't throw up here like that'd be so embarrassing and so I can only imagine that like having this huge spectacle made out of you passing out was just like the icing on the cake that is that is really truly heinous I'm sorry that that happened to you but also it's kind of nice of the man. The man was like, okay, we got to cool her off somehow. Let's just like toss her in the pool. Okay. The last two are really short. So we have, I once asked a man at the bar that I worked at what he wanted to drink. Totally normal. That's what I would assume you would do as a bartender. He told me, I would like you to put your pigtails in that shaker and pour it into my glass. Go ahead and throw your ass in there too. What? the what the actual I don't I don't I don't know where people summon the self-esteem to say things like this to other people truly also that's such a vile way of like if you're I mean you know I kind of waffle on this one because it's actually at least it's more entertaining and interesting than just saying like you're hot and being gross and inappropriate in that sense and just over the top kind of I don't know, cat calling you. This is, this is more unique. He put some thought into it and he said, okay, like he got descriptive. He painted a picture. So I guess points for that, but overall, no, no, that is so vile. It's so vile. People are so gross. Okay. The last one, this person said, I'm a chef and we had a customer say they were allergic to chunky cheese. No, no, because what does that mean? What does that mean? Also, I need so much more information because is this an actual allergy or is this something that they just 
are opposed to because because by phrasing it chunky cheese, that makes me think that you are just disgusted by the idea of a chunky cheese. And if your follow-up question right now is, Maddie, what is a chunky cheese? No idea. Literally no idea. I have no idea what they're referencing. And I'm sure you as the chef also had no idea what they were referencing. But it's sounding like how people say, oh, I'm allergic to this when it's just something that they don't like to eat. Especially because for the most part, I would say cheese allergies are really dairy allergies, which would mean you're allergic to all cheeses, not just cheese of the chunky variety. But I'm not a doctor, so I don't I don't want to make any claims there. Yeah, people need to, they need to be, overall, I would say the lesson that we learned in this episode is that people need to be doing overall just less. They need to be doing less. They need to take what they're doing and do significantly less of that. I think that is the only hope that we have as a society is to see people do so much less. If you have worked in the restaurant industry, if you currently work in the restaurant industry, it's important to me that you know you are in my thoughts and prayers always. You're so brave. You're so, so brave. And I thank you so much for sharing your stories with us uh, for our entertainment because this has been really fun. I really enjoyed this episode. So thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. Thank you so much to those of you who are listening and I will chat with you next Monday. Bye.